Good morning on this Wednesday morning. Welcome to our devotional, Golden Nuggets, Food for Thought and for the Imagination. We have been studying the Feast of uh, <clears throat> Pentecost or the Feast of Weeks, as it's called in the Old Testament. And we left off yesterday sharing with you how God incorporated the church, especially the Gentile part of the church, uh, into his plan. And all of this involved uh, the day of Pentecost, the giving of the Holy Spirit, uh, the covenant that was shed by, by or cut by Jesus uh, when he died on the cross, and all of this coming together. And we were using Ruth as an example in our story of the Old Testament of how that story is so rich of so many types and shadows and and so many things that just bring out what took place on the Feast of Pentecost. Just like uh, Ruth was looking for a husband and waiting for a husband, so the church, the Bride of Christ, uh, is waiting for him to return, for him to come for his bride. But let's continue. In the book of Ephesians, in chapter 2, Verse 11, there was no hope. There was nothing for us as Gentiles. There was no expectation whatsoever. Just like Ruth being a Moabite, absolutely cut off uh, from any possibility. In fact, God had said in Deuteronomy that they were cut off up until the 10th generation, even forever. So it is amazing how God incorporated Ruth, just like he did Tamar, and just like he did Rahab. To be part of the women that were of the lineage through which David would be born. And of course, Jesus the Messiah would come. Ephesians 2.11 Wherefore, remember that you being in time past Gentiles in the flesh who are called uncircumcision by that which is the circumcision. In other words, the Jews. That's what they called us. In the flesh made by hands. Verse number 12. That at that time you were without Christ. Being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel. Strangers from the covenant of promise. Having no hope and without God in this world. That was our sad condition we didn't have Christ. We were separated from Israel. We were strangers to the covenants of promise. We had no hope and we did not have God absolutely whatsoever in our lives. But verse 13 says, But now in Christ Jesus, you who were at some times were far off, you have been made nigh. That means you have been brought close by the blood of Christ. For he is our peace. He has made both one and has broken down the middle wall of partition between us. Between the Jews and the Gentiles, Jesus has brought forth one bride unto himself. Not two, but just one. Made up of Jews and made up of Gentiles, but mostly Gentiles for the last 2,000 years. As the gospel has been preached, we have had multitudes come into the kingdom that are Gentiles. And during that time, 
Of course, we've had Jews come in, but not in the amount as the Gentiles. Now, Ruth was grafted into the lineage of David and Jesus, just like Rahab and Tamar. And uh, we had made mention that these women were privileged. Uh, Rahab was a harlot. Tamar was the daughter of Judah, through which the tribe of uh, Judah, Jesus, was going to come. And uh, Ruth, of course, she was a Moabite. So it's interesting in the lineage of both Matthew and Luke, uh, this, is what it this is what we find that it says concerning them. And this is Judith, not Judith, the one that betrayed Jesus, but uh, Judith begat uh, Farius and Zara of Tamar. And Farah begat uh, Ezram, and Ezram begat uh, Aram. And then in uh, Matthew 1, 5, it says, And Solomon begat Boaz of Rahab. And it says, And Boaz begat Obed of Ruth, and Obed begat Jesse. Verse 6, And Jesse begat the king and David, and the king begat Solomon, and of her that had been the wife of Uriah. So we find the fourth woman there that is mentioned, had mentioned three already. And then it says in Matthew 6, in chapter 1, verse 16, And Jacob begat Joseph, the husband of Mary, of whom was born Jesus, who is called the Christ. So we see how Ruth was incorporated into this. And of course, we also have a, a Tamar, as I mentioned, and, and we have uh, Rahab. And then we also mentioned uh, <clears throat> Bathsheba, the wife of uh, Urias, who had been the wife of Urias. Now, the scripture says in the book of Ruth, verse number four, it says, Moreover, Ruth the Moabitess, the wife of Mahalan, have I purchased to be my wife, to raise up the name of the dead upon his inheritance, that the name of the dead be not cut off from among his brethren and from the gate of his place. You are witnesses this day. Notice, Boaz, since the other individual did not want to partake or be a kinsman's redeemer, Boaz says, not only am I buying up the land back, redeeming it, but I'm also buying back the wife of this individual that had died, which was her husband. Uh, and basically, that is no different than what it says in 1 Peter 1.18. For as much as you know that you were not redeemed, you were not purchased, with corruptible things like silver or as silver and gold from your vain conversation, your manner of life, received by the tradition of your fathers. Verse 19 of 1 Peter chapter 1. But with the precious blood of Christ as the lamb without spot, without blemish or without blemish and without spot. So just like this kinsman redeemer Boaz purchased Ruth, so even Christ purchased his bride, the church, with his own blood. And then we are given certain reminders in the scripture concerning this. 
If we have been purchased, it says in 1 Corinthians 6, 19, it says, Know ye not? What? Do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost? Of course, this is what took place on the day of Pentecost, which is in you, which you have of God. Jesus said the Father would be sending this which you uh, uh, this the Holy this the Holy Spirit which you have of God you are not your own verse 20 of 1 Corinthians 6 you are bought with the price that price has been the blood not only of Jesus but by his death and resurrection therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit which are God's. Notice, he makes an emphasis. It's not your body. It's not your spirit. They both have been redeemed. Of course, uh, our new body will not come until the rapture. But in the meantime, this body can be quickened and made alive by the Spirit of God, uh, whether it's bringing it to health, bringing healing, whether making and quickening it so that it's much uh, uh, healthier than it was before. All of this is brought about by the power of God. But you are not your own. So remind God and tell Him, Lord, this is your temple. This is the body in which Jesus Himself lives, like Paul talked about in, 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 say, <clears throat> in 2 Corinthians in chapter 5, verse 10. And also in First Corinthians, in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, where he says, The Spirit of God dwells in you. And, you know, it's your body, but it's his life that is flowing through you. Then it says in the book of Acts, in chapter 20, verse 28, Paul talking to those that he was leaving behind before he went to Jerusalem, where he was eventually arrested and put in prison. Take heed, therefore, unto yourselves and to all the flock over which the Holy Ghost has made you overseers. To feed the church of God, which he has purchased with his own blood. So we see it there. We have been bought. We have been paid for. We are not our own. Our spirit was bought. The penalty for sin and transgression and iniquity was all paid. Our physical bodies, by the stripes of Jesus, it's possible now. That each and every one of us can be healed. And Jesus purchased everything else that belongs to the covenant of the church. The individual that has been redeemed by Christ. So looking at these things, consider this possibility. That your body is the vehicle which the Holy Spirit himself intends to use to be a witness of the very thing that Christ has done in your life. Now, of course, we are told in the book of Romans in chapter 6 that we should surrender, submit, and obey righteousness and submit to it and not be instruments of unrighteousness to obey it. Therefore, consider it you have the choice, you have the option, you also have the capability and the power to choose to make your physical life an instrument against the kingdom of the devil 
and be used for the kingdom of God, for good, for righteousness, and everything that is holy and sound. Or we can yield ourselves as instruments of death. But we must choose, make a choice. Like Joshua, as for me and my household, <laughs> we choose God. We choose life. That's what we choose, not death. So make that choice every single day. And remember what we've been learning. With your eyes looking up, keep looking. Maybe this very day when you wake up and you hear the sound of that trumpet, you say, this is the day that he's coming for us, for his church, for his body, whom he longs to have and be with him. After all, he paid the price and it's been 2,000 years and he's looking forward that our bodies have the redemption fulfilled and our spirits be united with those new bodies, therefore ever being with the Lord, serving Him both on earth during the millennium and in heaven during the new heaven and earth. Until we meet again, the Lord richly bless you. Consider this food for thought and for the imagination. In Jesus' name, Amen.